Today's podcast is sponsored by the Association of Mature American Citizens, the only conservative alternative to AARP. Go to amac.us slash Carter. Today, I'm going to be joined by my good friend, Corey Mills. He is a veteran of the 82nd Airborne Division, and he spent years and years in Iraq and Afghanistan, um, special ops. He is now running for Congress in Florida's 7th Congressional District. I think it's phenomenal that we're seeing uh, men and women who served in our military actually invest in the long fight here for our nation. Corey Mills is one of them. He is somebody who is a true patriot through and through. You got to hear this interview because he is going to hold other lawmakers uh, accountable uh, through his own actions, how he is going, what he is promising I mean, he's not even going to take a paycheck, guys. By the way, you're also going to be blown away by what he says about the Biden administration and why the Biden administration is covering up in Afghanistan. Do not miss this conversation. I'm telling you, this is a side of the story that you did not hear, and it is one that affects all of us, and it goes to show you what this Biden administration is capable of and the kind of people that are working for this administration. I want you to please follow and subscribe. You can get all the links, everything you're going to need at sarahacarter.com. That is S-A-R-A-A as an apple, Carter, C-A-R-T-E-R.com. And while you're there on my website, I want you to sign up for our email list. This way you and I stay in communication You can send me ideas for stories. You can write me. You can tell me what you think about the podcast. And guess what? You won't be shadow banned because even if something happens on Twitter, God, please keep praying that Elon Musk finds a way to get Twitter uh, and and he can take it away from that ridiculous board. I'm going to throw in a little bit here on Elon Musk. I was so excited to see when he actually tweeted out that Twitter was going to be saving a lot of money if he takes over because uh, it would no longer be uh, paid board members. Once he goes private, he's going to be saving about $3 million plus a year. Uh, and that's what Twitter needs. It needs a revamping. It needs a revamping. Remember, SarahACarter.com. You'll get stories there on Musk. You'll get stories there on what's happening throughout the world, the important stories, the stories that the left does not want you to see. Okay, before we get to Corey, I want to talk to you a little bit about Healthy Cell. Healthy Cell is a new sponsor for the show, and it's amazing. I love it. I love it. It's a way of taking dietary supplements that is unlike anything I've ever done before because it's in gel form. Think about this. In 2008, it was only about 12 seconds. Five years later, it was only eight seconds that we could actually focus on something. It's about one second less than a goldfish, guys. And the digital age is making it even worse. I know you guys know this. When you look at your family in the car or at dinner and everybody's like into their phone and they have no idea what's going on around them, you know what you want to do? You want to get them a microgel. You want to get them healthy cell, which ensures maximum absorption of premium nutrients so that they can stay focused, so that you can stay focused, so that you can stay healthy. Why take supplements in pill form now when it's time to change? Why? Because studies show they don't absorb most of the nutrients in the pill form, your body just cannot absorb it. And it's harder to swallow. Vitamins you can't absorb are just a waste of money. That's why doctors and nutritionists created Healthy Cell. I tried it and I ditched the pills. 
Journey to better health with Healthy Cell. Go to HealthyCell.com slash Carter. That's HealthyCell.com slash Carter. And use the promo code Carter, C-A-R-T-E-R, for 20% off your first order. Again, that's HealthyCell.com slash Carter, promo code Carter, for 20% off your first order. You all know that we've been talking about China lately on the past podcast. If you have not heard my previous podcast with Congressman Michael Waltz, who is also a good friend of mine, uh, then you're missing out because you really need to hear what he has to say about China, why it affects us directly. I'm going to be talking to Corey Mills about that as well. And there's a reason why I've talked a lot about China lately, because China is a direct threat. Yes, a direct threat to our nation and to the world. It's a direct threat to democracy, to our republic. And we explained last week with Congressman Mike Waltz how China is on a very calculated path to be the dominant power in the world. And then on Monday, I talked about the very disturbing lockdowns on 25 million people in Shanghai. And I'm sure some of you, hopefully all of you have seen what's happening in Shanghai. People are jumping from buildings. There are people screaming in the middle of the night. They're being trapped. There's not enough food. They are literally executing animals in the streets of people that they say have COVID-19 or, you know, some variant thereof. And the reason I say that is because I believe it's far worse. I know there's a lot of naysayers out there that are saying, you know, look, I don't want to be locked down. Absolutely not. I don't want to be wearing stupid masks either, but I don't trust China at all right now. And I don't know why China is doing this. And I told you there could be two or maybe three different possibilities that they are massively cracking down on Shanghai because people within Shanghai, within Beijing, and in other areas throughout China are rising up against the Chinese Communist Party. And the only way to really clamp down on an uprising of its own people is to have this outbreak. I really believe that. I believe they are that vicious. I believe the Chinese Communist Party is that vicious. I also believe that they are so amoral that they would be willing to let a virus out that would kill even their own citizens in an effort to quell an uprising. I absolutely believe that. And I've talked to intelligence operatives who have said the exact same thing, that they believe that as well. So I just think we need to keep our eyes on China. But did you know there is also the issue of genocide in China that goes far beyond just the Uyghurs? And that is, my gosh, horrific. Sterilization of women, taking them into prison camps, abusing them, forcing them into labor, slave labor, forcing women to marry others so that they're no longer, look, Muslim, and then not being able to give birth? To a child, genocide, genocide in China. And no one is really talking about it. None of the news agencies are really talking about this. And it was in the final days of the Trump administration when they actually declared that there was genocide in China against the Uyghurs. But it's not just the Uyghurs, like I said earlier. It's also against Christians. Did you know this? I mean, I was surprised too at how far this went. I knew there were issues and Christian communities in places where there are minorities have always been targeted. We saw that in Syria. We saw that in, in Pakistan. We've seen it in other parts of the world. National Review got an interview with a man who was held in a prison camp for months near the Kyrgyzstan border. 
He's a Christian and he and his family are now safely in the United States, but you can't even imagine what they have gone through. They escaped, and this is Ovalbeck, and I hope I don't mispronounce his name, Terdakun, Ovalbeck Terdakun. And this is what he said. We didn't think the government would come to welcome us ordinary people, Ovalbeck told reporters through a translator when he landed at Dulles Airport and was greeted by U.S. officials carrying chocolate chip cookies and Washington Nationals gear. How awesome is that? I'm grateful to our God. I'm also grateful to the U.S. government and the friends who helped us this whole time. We would not have been able to safely arrive in America without their help. He is not the only one. He has lived through a nightmare that so many Uyghurs and other Christians and other ethnic minorities are living through. And it began for him with a knock on the door. This is what the story says. For weeks, Chinese authorities would call their house. They would come by and threaten him because that's what's important. You got to listen to this now, folks. This is what Marxists want. This is what they need. Communist Marxists, they believe that the only way to control the populace is to get rid of religion, to get rid of the nuclear family. They don't want that. They don't want Christianity. They don't want Islam. They don't want Jews. They don't want anybody to believe in anything but them. They are the God. And that is when they try to break everything down. And sometimes they have useful idiots like we see here in the United States, useful idiots in school boards, teachers who are trying to, you know, take our children away from us by, by preaching these alternative lifestyles and telling children that their parents are idiots or if they go to church or if they have certain beliefs that it's backwards thinking, it's amoral and it turns children against parents. It turns families against each other. It turns neighbor against neighbor. It divides a nation. And when it is finished consuming the nation with misery, people are finally broken down so much that only the government is visible. That's what happens. A month after being tormented, knocks on doors, calls, nightly trauma, Ovalbeck was taken into custody and they sent him to a camp where he spent the next 10 months of his life suffering, suffering because they couldn't break him, suffering because he wouldn't give up Christ as his savior. He said everything was painful. He remembered each morning he and his 23 cellmates would wake up in a tiny crowded windowless room with harsh lights that never went off. Guards would order them to sing communist songs to get their breakfast. Talking to other prisoners was forbidden. If anyone was caught whispering, the entire cell was punished. The worst part, and he told this in an interview to National Review, were the injections. Listen to this, folks. A toxic mix that left him with fevers and searing pains in his ears, hands, and feet. Other times... The shots would make him sick with diarrhea and vomiting, unable to walk as an eerie yellow substance leaked from his ears, likely his own spinal fluid, experts now say. I was in despair, he said, worried that he would be permanently paralyzed. How would I live after getting out? How would I work? Guys, China, Chinese Communist Party cannot be trusted. We don't know what's happening there. 
All we know is what we hear, which is why, you know, rumors and, you know, innuendo and the lies, because they control so many people. They control the World Health Organization. Do you remember the big lie? Let's remember before COVID, the World Health Organization tweeted out in the beginning, in the beginning of the COVID outbreaks, that this was non-transmissible, that COVID was not transmissible human to human. Do you guys remember that? Maybe not. Do you remember all the videos of propaganda and possibly real videos, I mean, we don't know, of people collapsing in China at bus stops, in train stations, outside of a grocery store, people being taken, manhandled, thrown into the back of an ambulance or into the back of a government vehicle. Look now in Shanghai. People are being forced to sleep in these cubicles. They're shut down from the rest of the world. They're only getting like cabbage and carrots to eat. These videos are being snuck out by people, courageous people who are trying to get the word to the rest of the world about what is happening inside China. And now we hear this about a Christian detainee and other detainees, ethnic minorities, which is why his name is Ovalbeck, Tudukan, you know, you see the difference in the language, even the name, because there's a lot of different groups in China. But we don't know what the Chinese party is doing. What is the Chinese Communist Party ordering? What is the military ordering? Is there a new virus in China that is far worse than COVID-19 was? And by the way, we still don't know a lot about COVID. We don't know what's happening to our bodies, the changes that took place after being infected with COVID. But I tell you this, that Wuhan laboratory, they were doing, they were conducting experiments there. We know that now. And we know there were people in the U.S. that were involved in some of that. You know, funding money to research, gain a function of the virus. Means a virus, how can it gain function? How can it spread quicker? So we don't know what's happening right now. And I'm just telling you, we need to understand who the real enemy is. And that's why last week Michael Waltz was saying, look, it's going to be hard. Don't buy anything from China anymore. Demand that your lawmakers speak out against the Chinese Communist Party. If anything, we should help the Chinese people. How is it possible that we are sitting here, everybody's in an uproar course about what Russia is doing to Ukraine and the deaths of Ukrainian people, but we have Chinese people who are being slaughtered, folks, in a genocide who are being sterilized. Where's everybody now? Where are all the big corporations now? Disney, everybody, where are you? Lawmakers, where are you? Or is it just selective human rights? Selective human rights. Ukrainians, yes. Africans, no. China, no. We're, gonna, we're just going to pick whatever we want. Whatever human suffering we want, we're just going to kind of pick it out of a hat, Right? whatever we think is going to make enough news. We have to live on principle. If we don't live on principle, we don't have anything. And that's something I have been preaching on this podcast over and over and over again. We need to stand up to China because before you know it, China will be standing up to you and looking you right in the face again. This lockdown and everything that's happened in our world can be blamed on the Chinese Communist Party.
they were the ones that left the doors wide open. And now we see what's happening there. You know, I, I'm going to bring on Corey Mills shortly. I want to tell you really, really quick about another great sponsor for our show. And it's Eden Pure Thunderstorm Air Purifier. And it will bring clean smells back home. It really, really does. It works. It cleans the air. It feels fresh. Feels like you're in a new house. I've got three of them. I love them. They're around my house. They're It, it, it literally, my house always smells clean. It always smells clean. And right now you can save $200 on three units. So you get three units as well. You can save $200 on Eden Pure Oxyleaf 2 Thunderstorm. It's the Thunderstorm. By using the promo code SARAH3, that's S-A-R-A-3, you can get your three Eden Pure home purifiers. You guys are going to love it. I'm telling you, I have three dogs. I've got a cat. I've got kids. We cook a lot in our house, and I literally do not smell anything. It smells like a clean home. It smells like a clean home. Right now, you can save $200 on an Eden Pure Thunderstorm three-pack with that promo code, like I said, Sarah three, that's S-A-R-A three, get full coverage for your kitchen, office, bedroom, or anywhere you want to get rid of odors. Go to EdenPureDeals.com and put in discount code Sarah three to save $200. Si tienes ciertas afecciones crónicas como enfermedad cardíaca, asma, diabetes, y tienes 19 años o más, 52. 36. 42. Puedes estar en mayor riesgo de contraer la neumonía neumocósica. Pregunta a tu médico o farmacéutico acerca de vacunarte con Prevnar 20. Vacuna conjugada antineumocósica 20 valente. Una vacuna de Pfizer que puede ayudar a proteger contra la neumonía neumocósica con una sola dosis. Prevnar 20 está aprobada para adultos para ayudar a prevenir infecciones contra 20 cepas de la bacteria que causa la neumonía neumocósica. La aprobación continua puede depender de un estudio de apoyo. No uses Prevnar 20 si has tenido una reacción alérgica grave a la vacuna o a sus componentes. Adultos con sistemas inmunitarios debilitados pueden tener una respuesta reducida a la vacuna. El efecto secundario más reportado fue dolor en el área de la inyección. Para más efectos secundarios comunes e información completa de prescripción, llama al 1-855-213-2138 o visita Prevnar20 en español.com. Pregunta a tu médico o farmacéutico sobre Prevnar20. Voy a ponerme la vacuna Prevnar20 porque estoy en riesgo de contraer la neumonía neumocósica. La cual pudiera llevarme al hospital, así que preguntaré sobre Prevnar20. 65 años o más, puedes estar en mayor riesgo de contraer la neumonía neumocósica. Pregunta a tu médico o farmacéutico acerca de vacunarte con Prevnar20. Vacuna conjugada antineumocósica 20 valente. Una vacuna de Pfizer que puede ayudar a proteger contra la neumonía neumocósica con una sola dosis. Prevnar20 está aprobada para adultos para ayudar a prevenir infecciones contra 20 cepas de la bacteria que causa la neumonía neumocósica. La aprobación continua puede depender de un estudio de apoyo. No uses Prevnar 20 si has tenido una reacción alérgica grave a la vacuna o a sus componentes. Adultos con sistemas inmunitarios debilitados pueden tener una respuesta reducida a la vacuna. El efecto secundario más reportado fue dolor en el área de la inyección. Para más efectos secundarios comunes e información completa de prescripción, llama al 1-855-213-2138 o visita Prevnar20 en español.com. Pregunta a tu médico o farmacéutico sobre Prevnar 20. And I've got Corey Mills coming on the show. He's not only a great patriot, he's a husband, he's a father, he's a combat veteran. He is an entrepreneur with more than 120 employees. He's a foreign policy expert, an American conservative, and he is promising as he's running for Congress in Florida's 7th District. He is promising he's not going to take a paycheck. 
He is going to fight for you and me. Uh, he also served in the 82nd Airborne Division, and he was a member of Joint Special Operations Command. You know how much I love our military veterans, and I'm so grateful that he's on the show. And by the way, I'm so grateful we're seeing more and more of our veterans, men and women, planning on running for office and serving our nation beyond the battlefield. Without any further delay, here's Corey Mills. Corey, I know you just went, and I, I bragged about you up at the top of the show, um, and I know that, you know, you were just with your mom. We were trying to figure out a way to connect. Um, and I'm so glad that you actually took the time uh, to be on this show today uh, with me. You're the Republican candidate for Congress in Florida's 7th Congressional District. And boy, are we lucky to have you on the show today. Oh, thank you so much. I, I, I would do anything to make sure that I was able to make this show. Like I've said multiple times, Sarah, you're probably one of the few remaining true investigative journalists that are out there, not to mention my immense respect for your husband, who I consider to be a true American hero. Oh, thank you so much, Corey. And um, I, we feel the same way, ditto, and especially about your run. Now, I talked at the top of the show about your background, and I, I, I want to give you a chance to talk about you, your life, the reason why you're running. I mean, the amazing sacrifices that you and your family have also made. You were in the 82nd Airborne Division. You were a member of Joint Special Operations Command. You with Combined Joint Task Force in Iraq. You served all over the world. Uh, and now you are serving again by running for Congress. Tell me what drove you to this. Well, I, you know, I tell people all the time that when we swear our oath, that pledge, that oath that we take doesn't expire just because we take off our uniform. You know, I watched many of my brothers, as has your husband and other heroes, who have had their brothers that were sacrificed for these wars, wars that were not created by the guys who were on the ground, the boots, but the actual the suits. You know, we've got a Congress right now that is made up of only 17 percent, one seven percent is actual veterans. Of that, there's even fewer who are combat veterans. And these are the people who are leading us into war. These are the people who are voting and electing for us to, you know, be an interventionist in other people's problems. You know, these are people who don't understand warfare themselves, but yet they have a right to vote to send people over to put boots on the ground or to try and control the airways. And I just kind of looked at the direction that America was heading. I looked at my two young boys, you know, I've got a seven and a 17 year old. And the biggest question I had to ask myself as I stared in the mirror was, Am I doing enough to where if I was to die tomorrow, I could be confident that my sons, my grandchildren, and the unborn will have the same freedoms and liberties that I had when I was growing up? And I can't say that confidently. And for me to die and not be able to leave that freedom, that America you know, ideal, makes me feel that I would have failed as a father, as a patriot, as an American. And so that state, I had to just stand up and say, all right, here's my hat. I'm throwing it into the ring. And you're throwing it into the ring at a time that I think is crucial in American history. I mean, we're seeing what's happened to our country over the last year. We've seen what's happened over the last decade. And uh, we thought there was a little bit of a respite um, under President Trump. Uh, and then now under Biden, everything's gone into a full reversal. Talk a little bit about what you're seeing. I mean, you traveled all over the world. You're seeing what's happening now, both on a foreign policy level as well as a national level. Um, what are your thoughts on that? Do you think, I mean, do you believe it's as crucial as I believe? I absolutely think that we're at the most pivotal point. And I think that we, you, you have to, at this stage in our elections, if you don't have a candidate who truly grasps or fully understands the geopolitical, you know, nuances and what's happening from an international policy perspective and how intrinsically linked that is to our domestic issues, you're not the right candidate for this time. I mean, I, 
you know, spent seven years in Iraq. I spent uh, almost three years in Afghanistan. I was in Pakistan. I was in Somaliland, up in Hargeisa and Berbera, uh, in the Puntland areas. Uh, I was in Ukraine. I was actually in Ukraine in 2015, helping to train the volunteer sniper battalion, which is called the Nipera Battalion, out of Neperovdrovsk after Donetsk was taken and Crimea was annexed. Um, I was blown up twice. I'm a Bronze Star recipient. As you mentioned, I was, a, I was blessed to be a member of JSOC with CJTF-20 uh, in Iraq when we were actually going through in the invasion. And, and you know, the, the bottom line is, is that I see a deterioration in our national security. I think we're the weakest we have ever been on the national stage. That was partially being recovered under President Trump. We saw tremendous strength and gains where NATO was paying their fair share. So we, he was, he was you know, taking care of the trade imbalances. Right. He was actually holding our adversaries accountable. But right now, Sarah, in all honesty, I think that people are missing what is really going on. And this is where I've been publishing multiple articles. I just published one about a week ago called The Great Superpower Resurgence. And the reality is, is that what's happening in Ukraine right now is not about Ukraine. This is about the China-Russia-Iran geopolitical alignment. This is about the true axis of evils and the fact that they smell weakness under the Biden administration. That's why you're seeing North Korea firing hypersonic missiles and more missiles and rockets in one year than they did during the entire administration under President Trump. That's why you're seeing the One Road, One Belt initiative that Chairman Xi and Vladimir Putin have come together on to expand the Eurasian border, take over Africa, take over Oceania to be able to recreate a maritime Silk Road to control economic resource warfare against America. That's why you're seeing where, you know, Vladimir Putin, who modified his constitution to remain in power forever, and so did Chairman Xi, they've had a two-decade-plus strategy, which is to eliminate the U.S. dollar from being the global currency. You're seeing that from China as they go into Saudi Arabia and to OPEC to replace the petrodollar to the petro one. So they know that America is the biggest importer of goods. They know if they choke off the Horn of Africa, the Mediterranean, the Red Sea, the Persian Gulf, and they stop importation as well as flooding our open borders, which you have covered so brilliantly, where they are poisoning Americans. I mean, we have 100,000 plus Americans who have been poisoned through fentanyl, which is all being produced and manufactured by China. We just talked to a friend of mine, Michael Yeo, who is down in the Durian Gap. And he was telling me that they have encampments of, of mainland Chinese that are sitting down there right next to the panama Colombian borders. I mean, this is a full-scale encirclement of America, and we have to – the only way that we can thwart this isn't through interventionism. It's through taking control over our energy independence, taking control over domestic production, ensuring that we're not self-dependent or reliant or funding our adversarial nations. If your candidates don't understand where we're heading in this and what legislative possibilities that we can have to try and prevent this, we are damned as a nation. I, I was just talking to Michael as well. He's a friend of mine as well, and you're absolutely right. Uh, he he and I were in communication. I've been wanting to go down to the Daring Gap with him as well. And I agree with you on just about everything you said. In fact, everything you said one of the issues that we're seeing is like a geopolitical shift. And that's something that we're seeing those superpowers, like you said, Iran, Russia, you know, uh, yeah. Chairman Xi uh, with China and the Communist Party, North Korea, and, and yes. their brazen boldness now that we haven't seen before. And the movement of China, uh, both, both uh, I think, with their government as well as uh, with their intelligence apparatus and military apparatus yes. all over the world, even in the Western Hemisphere. One of those issues is that the Biden administration has made it so convenient for all of our enemies. I mean, it's literally 
been an open policy to our enemies. The 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 reunification with Iran on this Iran deal, the the push mm -hmm. to make that Iran deal happen. Can you talk a little bit about that and and the threat of that at this point in time? Absolutely. And so I'm glad that you brought this up. So this is one of the things that scares me the most right now. And I can already foresee what the Biden administration is going to do here. You know, they, the, the entire this geopolitical alliance, they saw the weakness and detected the weakness after the botched Afghan withdrawal. That's where it really came from. And, and as you already know, I mean, my team and I, we actually conducted the very first overland rescue of Americans out of Afghanistan for Biden was going to leave them behind, a mother and three children right. who are Texas 13 Amarillo natives. But what you're seeing right now is what I think is going to take place. Wait, wait, wait. The you got to you got to explain that because our audience is going to love this. I, I didn't talk about that, but you were part of that rescue mission. You were on the ground. You were making things happen. You saved lives that day in Afghanistan. Explain a little bit of that and then we'll get back to Iran. So I, I got a call from Congressman Ronnie Jackson, one of the few people who literally cares so much Love about his him. constituency that he tracks everyone. He's one of the, the endorsements I have, and I'm blessed. We're actually the most nationally endorsed candidate right now. So we have 15 sitting members like Ronnie Jackson and Jim Jordan, Jim Banks, et cetera. So Ronnie calls me, and he says, Corey, he goes, I've called the Department of Defense. They've given me no support. I called the Department of State. They've given me no support. Now, this is a sitting member of Congress who's a former rear admiral. And he said, I've got a mother and three children. These are Texas 13 born and raised natives who were over there visiting the father who was ill. And they had a return trip. But because the Biden administration did not continue to operate Bagram Air Base as they should have from a strategic level, they took over the commercial uh, airways and therefore it shut down all commercial returns. So Cam Air, Ariana, uh, Emirates, everyone got shut down after the U.S. took over the commercial base and gave up. Bagram Air Base, which had fully fortified walls, which were protected the 13 service members who, were, who lost their lives, and had two runways, as well as for an encampment that could have housed 40,000-plus people with an admin bay that could have vetted them, so we didn't have the 83,000 illegals who are here right now who are unvetted. But he calls me and says, what do I do about this? And I said, Ronnie, give me, 30, give me 36 hours. I'll call you back. So I, I, I talked to a team of ours. Um, we put together a small team. We did a, a, a 48 hour train up and we put an, a, a mission off order together to go over and get this family. We were in contact with the mother the entire time. We flew over, uh, private and tried to land and we were denied landing, even though we had a PPR approval. So a PPR approval for everyone who's listening, this, this basically means that the tower has already approved you a time slot to land. So when they deny that, that doesn't mean that the runway is full or another plane's going to land, that means they've just missed an opportunity to fly a plane out that could have housed Americans. We had 28 Americans that we were planning to fly in and rescue that day. And this is 26th of August. And so we got three different PPR approvals. They scrambled an F-16. This is the American government scrambling an F-16 to try and threaten an American-numbered aircraft. So we were a November tail aircraft, meaning it was an American-certified aircraft with nothing but Americans on board. They scrambled with F-16 to try and thwart our efforts and told us and denied us rights, then threatened if we land that they would take us into custody and that they would actually uh, decertify the aircraft and, and take uh, confiscation of it. So we had to find an alternate uh, location three hours after we landed. We'd already communicated with our people on the ground, hey, leave the Abbey Gate. Three hours after we right. had to be rerouted, the Abbey Gate explosion occurred. And here's the cover-up. The Biden administration talks about the 13 U.S. service members because they have to report those because they're actual active duty members. But what they're not reporting is the two dozen plus Americans who are blue passport holders who were on the opposite side of that gate trying to get in that day who also perished. 
And we know of one mother and her two-year-old son who were part of that that perished. And we've had uh, Senator Marco Rubio try and write a letter to State Department to try and ask exactly what happened and if they can detail and, and they can confirm Americans. They will not confirm nor deny, which is a safety net for them, which also tells them that they know there was Americans killed, but they don't want to put their names on it. So after 11 days, multiple strategies, two days of walking the, the Afghan border to find permissible crossing environments, my team and I were able to conduct a safe overland rescue from Kabul into Mazar Sharif and from Mazar Sharif up to one of the bordering countries, which I won't disclose yet because we're still utilizing some of those bordering countries, and I don't want to compromise operational security. And we were able to conduct the first physical rescue of an American and her three children, a 15-year-old boy, an 11-year-old girl, and a 3-year-old little girl. I tell you, it still brings tears to my eyes because I remember seeing those photographs and I was just, I was stunned at how you were able to accomplish that and safely get this family out of a region that, I mean, for most people, they'll never experience that kind of horror, you know, in a war zone. And, and it was really horrific. I was actually on the phone that day that Abby Gate uh, blew. I had been working with a gal trying to get her out of University of Kabul um, she almost didn't make it. Um, uh, somebody there, there was an Afghan man that was amazing that had been working with uh, one of our Senator Tom Cotton as well as yes. Congressman Mike Garcia out here. I think you know who I'm talking about, but he was helping move people through Abbey Gate. And um, he was able to get the young lady that I was helping through Abbey Gate. And once she made, I mean, the, the Taliban really had her cornered. So this young Afghan man had to come out and uh, he snuck her through. I, I still to this day don't know how he got her all the way through. And well, it, was uh, it was only like 15. It was a huge extortion yeah. scheme. The Taliban encircled Kabul airport, which the you know Biden administration knew was going to take place. They were extorting people coming in and out. None of this would have taken place if we would have maintained Bagram Air Base and we would have had an actual ground strategy, not a political optic, because he wanted to wave the flag and say, I pulled people out by 9-11. I conducted the largest over, you know, air op airlift operation ever. Well, we know he doesn't tell people that 83,000 of that airlift operation weren't even our interpreters, our SIVs, our P2s, or our Americans. He left those behind. He just crammed as many people as he could onto an aircraft so he could claim the biggest victory for the largest airlift operation. But none of those people were the people who actually saved us, protected us, watched over us, and fought alongside us for 20-plus years. Bingo. You said it. That's exactly it. And that's exactly why they don't want an investigation, because that was done deliberately. And I absolutely believe that. Just like the Biden administration is deliberately leaving that border wide open. Let me ask absolutely. you this, Corey, because now that we're on it, now that we're on it, um, we left behind billions of dollars in equipment. A lot of that equipment was Russian equipment that we had moved in there to arm yeah. our allies. Um, and, you know, and we hear now, you know, talk about in Ukraine, I even heard a General Jack uh, Keen talking to uh, folks at Fox News about the fact that, you know, the Biden administration was saying they don't have sufficient equipment like Russian equipment to transfer to the Ukrainian people. Well, that's because we left billions of dollars. I mean, we armed a terrorist organization. We we armed the Taliban. Now they're the most well-armed terrorist organization on the planet next to the IRGC. Well, the scarier part of that is, is that we didn't just arm them with Russian equipment. They have MRAPs. They have Mark 19. They have right. 50 cows. They have the M430 grenade system, which has a 15-meter kill uh, di diameter. We left $83 billion worth of goods. And the Biden administration can't even and has denied now MI-17s 
or the MiGs, which the, the Ukrainian pilots are type rated for exactly. the from Poland, to be transferred over. And why? My feeling is he's 100% compromised by China and by Russia. That's why he handed over Bagram Air Base, which is a key strategic. And here's something for everyone to understand. Bagram Air Base is only 400-plus miles away from China's largest energy terminal. That was such a ge- geopolitical stronghold. And I know, look, I'm not an interventionist, but the boots on the ground weren't the ones who voted for that war. We were over there to fight it, to, to take out terrorism. And now Biden has equipped Taliban, the Haqqani Network, and ISIS Khorasan. And now they've given them an entire country complete immunity, and they're actually even trying to recognize these terrorist organizations as a form of government. They are recreating ISIS 2.0, and they are going to achieve their goal to in-place the caliph, the very thing that Abu Bakr al-Baghdadi was trying to achieve when he took over Syria and was pushing into Iraq. And the Biden administration has now equipped and armed the most well-performing terrorist organization in the world. And they're doing it with eyes open. They gave $1.3 trillion in lithium from China. And what are they pushing now? They want those Tesla energy, you know, EV vehicles. But we're going to be buying (laughs) those batteries from our actual adversaries who are getting the resources out of the country that we left 21 years of blood and cash and trillions of dollars for. And now they're doing it a second time with Iran. You know, going back to the Iran topic, you now have us trying to pull away to become, quote unquote, energy sanctioning. And because remember like what Biden said, he goes, energy sanctions on a pipeline is a crippling sanction to the economy. Well, hey, no one knows that better than America, given the fact that your first sanction was against the Keystone XL pipeline. So you eliminated right. our actual ability for energy independence. And now he's going to sign two deals. This is what I foresee, Sarah, and I think this is going to come true. He's scared to do anything in Ukraine because he needs Russia. He needs Lavrov, who's their foreign affairs minister, to be the uh, mediator or the negotiator for Iran to get Secretary Blinken, who was originally the brainchild under Mm -hmm. the Obama administration for the JCPOA, the failed Resolution 2231, that thank God President Trump got us out of because both Ban Ki-moon and uh, Secretary Gutierrez of the UN both said that Iran, you know, Iran had violated those by sending mid-range ballistic missiles to the Houthis in Yemen, who were attacking Saudi Arabia, Saudi Aramco, etc. But yet, he doesn't want that to be a failed project because this is the Obama 2.3.0, you know, administration. So they're going to utilize Russia to be the negotiator. They're going to sanction Russian energy, but only after they sign a separate agreement. That guarantees that the sanctions doesn't prevent anything from transfers of oil to Venezuela or Iran. That the U.S. That's is it. already doing it. It's going to lift the IRGC. They're going to lift them from being on the terrorist list, which allows us to start doing trade deals because now they're part of the nuclear agreement. And we will buy oil from Iran and Venezuela, which is de facto Russian gas, circumventing the very sanction they claim to put in place for political optics and trying to fool and bamboozle the American people once again. And that's what they do. That's how that's how this administration operates. And by the way, that's how China operates. That's how Russia operates, which brings me right back to what you said right at the top of this, that this is deliberate. This is the Biden administration and we're seeing it. We're seeing it with Hunter Biden. We're seeing it finally after several years of having the media lie and cover up for Hunter Biden and Joe Biden. They're finally admitting it. And by the way, I don't know if you agree with me on this or not. But I absolutely believe that the only reason the New York Times and the Washington Post 
made this story come back to life and said, oh, we're buying it is because the Dems want to get Biden out because they're seeing that the whole world, what the whole world is seeing, which is why the Saudis are making fun of him, is that Joe Biden obviously has dementia or there's something going on here and they can no longer afford to have him uh, publicly in office. There's got to be some kind of shift or some kind of change. In the Trump administration, do you remember when they tried to go ahead and enable or invoke the uh, Article 25 multiple times? They tried to get Pompeo to be one of the, the signers on it or Vice President Pence to say that President Trump was unfit mentally or physically in the office. They were mentally conditioning America so that when they invoke it against Biden, Americans will already know what the bill is. This is a psychological operation where they're trying to mentally condition Americans for what it is so they recognize and they see it. They'll claim fecklessness, which is why they selected Kamala Harris. Now, think about this. She only garnered 1% of the Democratic primary vote. If you would have wanted to have picked a woman in office who was of color or, or of culture, you could have picked someone like Tulsi Gabbard. The reason they didn't do this as the Democrats and they selected Kamala Harris who only had 1% of the actual uh, support was because she was voted the most liberal senator. Now, think about this more liberal than bernie sanders the idea was right right select biden select her use the 25th amendment get biden out have kamala harris replace it to advance the socialist marxist idea and then bring someone in like nancy pelosi who's been ponying up and championing these programs the entire time so they can go ahead and drive for the deal to federalize our elections with the with the hr1 bill allow all those illegal aliens who've come in and into our, 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 our you know, violating our laws and, our, and our, our sanctuary and basically saying, okay, now you guys can vote. We don't need IDs. That's suppressive. You don't need voter registration scrubbing. You don't need signature verification. And they're going to cancel out the American voice. That's why you're seeing failed national policy because it's distracting away from what the domestic like, priority is, which is for them to steal our elections and rob the conservative votes and rob the conservative people, kill the American ideals, Go back to this new world order that they're trying to look at. This is why 2022. That is they such openly a discuss, by election. the way, that they openly discuss. It's not a conspiracy yes, they theory. They all talk about it. Yes, they did. That's why this election. They all talk about it. Any other election. I know people say that all the time, but if you look at what's happening on the world stage right now, think about it. While Joe Biden's been in office, you've seen Iran start launching missiles again. You're seeing us enter into another failed agreement. You're seeing China not honoring the trade deal that was signed under President Trump, the China phase one deal. You're seeing Russia encroach and expand the Eurasian border. You're seeing China start to launch direct attacks on us, whether it be cyber, whether it be economic, whether it be from a resource perspective. They see the weakness. They know what's occurring. And it is, in my opinion, completely scripted and planned because Joe Biden is compromised. Well, let's talk about this, Corey, because I think this is important. I want to bring this up because I don't want to I don't want you to have to get off without talking about all of the the plans that you have in place to when you do become the congressman of your district. So I, I want I want to be able to talk about that. But one of the issues is corruption within our own system, right? So we oh, have yeah. lawmakers that we know are very blatant in our face, like Nancy Pelosi. I think that's why Joe Rogan aptly slammed her on his podcast, you know, basically saying, yeah, basically saying that, you know, uh, Nancy Pelosi, if we would do what she did, it would be called insider trading. I mean, she has $2.5 million of shares in Tesla. Um, and, it, you know, she she knows when things are going to happen. She buys, her husband buys, her kids buy. She's not the only one. Okay. It's across the board. It's across the board. Let's talk a little bit about your candidacy. What do you plan on doing about that? Well, let me tell you, the first thing that I can tell you is that we need to return to what it is to be an actual statesman, not a politician. People who do and who act, not just talk. 
We also need to understand this is about public service. No one understands service more than a military veteran who has been willing and has signed that check, including up to our own lives, sacrifice. So the first thing that I'm going to do is, is I'm going to look at legislation and I'm going to look at it to be co-sponsored by all the 15 members who have actually endorsed me, where we will stop and prevent and make it illegal for elected officials, your spouse, or your actual members in your office to be able to buy, sell, and trade stocks. We know that legislation directly manipulates those stock prices. We know that they have insider trading information, which should be illegal because it's illegal for Americans. And we need to stop this two-tier justice system, this elitist class system that's basically being built in. And we need to understand that for me, this is about returning to public service and fighting for the American people. That's why I've even pledged that I will not take a single dollar while I'm in office. I will dedicate and donate 100% of my salary to a women, child, or veteran charity in my district selected by the constituents, not by me in my office, because we have to get back to restoring America's voice, representing the American people, fighting for the American ideals, and ensuring that we have limited government and making sure that the majority of we the people are probably being represented. I think that's brilliant. I think that's incredible. Not very, I don't know anyone who's made that pledge. And I, I want to I be clear, when I talked about Nancy Pelosi, it's her husband, Paul Pelosi, who has more than $2.5 million of shares in Tesla. And by the way, I love Elon Musk. Nothing against that. I think that's awesome. If I could have $2.5 million of shares in Tesla, I probably would. <laughs> but, the thing, but the thing is, is that she's in charge of bills that could be that's right. a huge boost to that stock. So that's right. I and mean, that's, if that. that's not insider trade, yeah, if that, if that she can affect those stocks. So I don't understand but, if I mean, if that was us, we would be in huge trouble for that. I mean, we, we would be Martha Stewart, right? Right over to, well, think about it. If right we over to jail of what Hunter Biden has done, we'd be in jail. If we did a fraction of what Hillary Clinton did. We'd be in jail if we did a fraction of what these you know elected politicians. And look, I'm sorry, but it's on the left and the right that we have this insider trading stuff going on. It needs to stop in its entirety. But the bottom line is, is that this two tiered system, you know, you have people running for elections right now who want to have a sexy lapel pin, be a member of the celebrity congressional caucuses, I call them, which are people that just want to sit on Fox News all day long but not have an effective legislation, mm -hmm. and they want to buy, sell, and trade stocks to make their wealth. So my point is, is that public service is about serving the people, not serving your self-interest, not serving self-promotion. And that's why it's about we the people, not we the government. So this, for me, is about restoring America's voice, ensuring that we right the wrongs of our own democratic process, making sure we have the election integrity that's necessary, making sure we conduct 50-state audits, stop the political witch hunt against conservatives like we saw with this J6 Unselect Committee, and start looking yeah. at trying to restore the greatness of America. That's what this is about for me, and as a father – as a husband, as a business owner who employs over 150 Floridians, I'm about job creation. I'm not job seeking. I don't need a job. I'm actually looking to try and go and serve the people of America and serve the people of Florida once again. And the only way that I can do that with confidence is knowing that when I die, we have a freer nation, we have a more freer market, we have a stronger nation, and that my kids, my grandkids, and the unborn will have the same freedoms and liberties, if not more, when I'm gone that I had when I was growing up. Because if I didn't, then I failed as a father, a patriot, an American, and I just can't live with myself. I got to tell you, I mean, I, I, I think your platform is incredible. It's, it's, it's exactly what we need now in the United States. And I'm not just saying that because, you know, I'm bringing you on the show and, and you know, we're I'm saying it as, a, as an American. We need 
more lawmakers like you. We need people like you. You're, you remind me so much of like, actually, you, you're different, but you remind me of being a disruptor, right? You're up against the establishment. This isn't just about running against Democrats. And of course, it is an open seat um, right now because the mm-hmm. incumbent Democrat is retiring. Um, but well, it's about holding... Uh, yeah, it's about whole. It's about the establishment, right? This is about going up against the establishment, being a disruptor, much like I remember President Trump talking. I mean, you're going to have right. a lot of people coming after you. Well, we already do. I mean, we have the committee, the Congressional Committee of Oversight and Reform. You'll love this, Sarah, who Cory Bush is a member of and, you know, a lot of the other squad. They've sent my company a letter because we supply and support our law enforcement departments. So we supply and support over 193 law enforcement departments. We train them. Awesome. I have donated hundreds of thousands of dollars because I believe in defending and funding our police, not defunding and dismantling our police. They sent a letter to my company wanting to demand a list of all the law enforcement companies that we support, a list of all of our clients, everything, which I've absolutely ignored, first off, because it's none of their business. But the reason for this, apparently, is because they're upset that my company supplied the less lethal materials to help protect our law enforcement while 2020 riots were going on. And apparently, Cori Bush was impacted by some of my tear gas, which I find is a big success. But the reality is, is that had she been on the side of law enforcement and not on the side of the thugs who were destroying and vandalizing businesses, destroying homes and attacking, you know, free loving Americans, then she wouldn't have been impacted to begin with. But that's what they're doing. It's political targeting. And the Democrats always play to win and the Republicans play not to lose. We have to take the baby gloves off and we have to start going after all those who try to threaten our freedoms, all those who try and threaten our law enforcement, our, our, our men and women in blue who are the true heroes on the ground, our military who's being disenfranchised. I mean, you're seeing an absolute invisible defunding of our military. We were given a 2.8% increase in their salary when you got a lagging labor statistic of over 10% in, in inflation. I mean, look, why the left and the right hasn't done simple things, and this is a piece of legislation I'm looking at as well, which is that we should be tying our military salaries to the direct correlation of our inflation, meaning that if our inflation is at 10%, then our military salary should be increased by 10%. We shouldn't be defunding our military where staff sergeants with three kids are having to go on welfare who are sitting in uniform. Think about it. We had $86 million in hotels for illegal aliens, but our National Guard who was deployed to the Capitol slept in a freezing parking garage. You know, I, I hear people all the time say, hey, thank you for your service. Thank you for your service. And look, it's an honor to serve. But if you truly want to thank a military veteran, elected people into office who actually care more about our military than they do the illegal aliens who are violating our, our laws. From your mouth to God's ears. Gosh, Corey, thank you so much for being a part of the show. I hope you can continue to come back on. Um, I want to keep showcasing all of what you're doing in Florida. And it's such a great state. you got a great governor, Governor oh, Ron we're DeSantis. So You've got- mean, uh, Florida is America. We have America's governor. We have America's president. Everything is great here in Florida. Business is open. Schools open. We're protecting our child from indoctrination with the parental rights bill. This is what we need to do on a statewide scale. I mean, federal level scale. I agree. State by state, please. Let's 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 look at Florida as an example and Texas. I'm in the great state of Texas. I love it. Absolutely. I love the law enforcement officials out here protecting our border. Since the federal government isn't doing it, Texas law enforcement is doing it uh, and our National Guard. Um, again, thank you, Corey, for being a part of the show. God bless you and your family and uh, and this election. 
I, I truly so believe much. that it's up to every every single one of us, every American, to stand up and do our duty and get out there and vote. Guys, you heard it. This is this is Corey Mills. This is who he is. He's not. It's 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 not made up. It's not just po- politicking. This is who Corey Mills is. And for those of you in the district, his seventh district, right in Florida, who are hearing him right now, look. You can't find any better man than this right here, right now to Thank fight you for so you. Thank you so much. God bless you. I appreciate that. Well, it was great having Corey Mills on the show. I'm definitely going to bring him back. And was that not crazy that just what we know now about Afghanistan and the questions that still have to be answered by the Pentagon? I'd like to know how many Americans were actually killed at Abbey Gate. And now we know. And Corey's going to hold them accountable. That's why we need people like him in office. You guys, I've got another great, this is so exciting, another great sponsor for the show. And it's a sponsor that actually is very close and dear to my heart because I love gardening. I am always gardening. I'm planting either fruits and vegetables or flowers. I mean, it's kind of like what I do for my own therapy. It kind of gets me away from everything. And now I have this phenomenal new sponsor, fastgrowingtrees.com, fastgrowingtrees.com. And you know why I love them? Because fastgrowingtrees.com is not only fast, but they will help you curate thousands of plant varieties that will thrive in your specific climate, location, and needs. So like right now I'm in Texas, they help me find the exact kind of plants that work in my region of Texas and, and they help them thrive. So I'm not buying plants that are not going to make it or are going to die. And you know, even when you go to a, you know, either to one of the big chain stores or whatever, and you try to go to the gardening section and they can help you out a little bit, but it's not like having concierge service, right? You're not going to get someone that's going to say, Hey, wait, look, this is the region you're in. Let me help you out. Let me set it up for you. So fastgrowingtrees.com does everything and more. Whether you're looking for increased privacy, shade, or adding some natural beauty to your yard, fast-growing trees have the perfect plants and expertise to help you find them. Plus, with their 30-day, listen to this, 30-day alive and thrive guarantee, you can trust that everything you get will be healthy for years to come. Go to fastgrowingtrees.com slash Carter right now, and you'll get 15% off your entire order. Think about that. Get 15% off at fastgrowingtrees.com slash Carter, fastgrowingtrees.com slash Carter. Si tienes ciertas afecciones crónicas como enfermedad cardíaca, asma, diabetes, y tienes 19 años o más, 52, 36, 42, Puedes estar en mayor riesgo de contraer la neumonía neumocósica. Pregunta a tu médico o farmacéutico acerca de vacunarte con Prevnar 20, vacuna conjugada antineumocósica 20 valente, una vacuna de Pfizer que puede ayudar a proteger contra la neumonía neumocósica con una sola dosis. Prevnar 20 está aprobada para adultos para ayudar a prevenir infecciones contra 20 cepas de la bacteria que causa la neumonía neumocósica. La aprobación continua puede depender de un estudio de apoyo. No uses Prevnar 20 si has tenido una reacción alérgica grave a la vacuna o a sus componentes. Adultos con sistemas inmunitarios debilitados pueden tener una respuesta reducida a la vacuna. El efecto secundario más reportado fue dolor en el área de la inyección. Para más efectos secundarios comunes e información completa de prescripción, llama al 1-855-213-2138 o visita Prevnar20 en español.com. Pregunta a tu médico o farmacéutico sobre Prevnar20. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. 
Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. And I, I would be remiss, guys, if I didn't talk to you about, I think, one of the most important stories, a story that I spent years of my life working on with John Solomon, and you probably all know it's the Russia uh, hoax against President Trump, uh, and it's John Durham's now investigation, his special counsel, um, investigating what happened, and in he indicted, you know, Michael Sussman, who's the attorney for Hillary Clinton uh, and the Democratic Party. And now there's even more news. And and actually, this news was something that John Solomon and I, and I put it on my Twitter. So go to at Sarah Carter DC, at Sarah Carter DC, that's my Twitter. And you can see John Solomon and I in a video uh, with Sean Hannity in 2017 talking about how the server situation, the pings of Trump Tower to the Alpha Bank in Russia, that those pings that the FBI supposedly and the CIA had been tipped off on, that this was how Trump was communicating with Russia, we said back then that it was a setup. We knew it. We didn't know Michael Sussman, but we did know based on the evidence that we were allowed to see based on what we wrote, based on the sources that we talked to, that they were setting President Trump up. And it wasn't just they. It was Hillary Clinton. It was Hillary Clinton. By the way, I want to read this to you because I think this is an important story. It's a little, it adds more. It moves it a little bit forward. Durham says CIA found data alleging Trump-Russia plot was user-created. So the CIA knew about it. But John Brennan, who headed the CIA at the time, was really busy pushing disinformation against President Trump, lies against his administration. And not only was it John Durham, but Andy McCabe and James Clapper and James Comey. Why is it only that Sussman is being charged with this? They're trying to dump everything on him. When all of these people were involved in a disinformation campaign against a duly elected president of these United States, remember, I'm going to say this again, Americans in senior positions of the United States government weaponized their agencies to target President Trump and the American people. I want you to think about that. They utilized tools that are usually used for enemy states and our enemies and conducted operations inside the United States against a duly elected president. If that's not the biggest scandal in modern political history, I do not know what is. And I do think that Durham is doing the job that he needs to be doing, but I thought it should have been so much more. I'm so disappointed in William Barr. He shouldn't have given a rat's ass about what was politically expedient or not. He should have gone after all of them. Because they, they were treasonous. Let's just be frank. Or they veered on sedition. Look, in this story, special counsel John Durham, and this is from the New York Post, 
asserted in a court filing Friday that the CIA concluded data from the Clinton campaign lawyer Michael Sussman alleging coordination between Donald Trump and Russia was not technically plausible and user created. In the filing, Durham responded to objections from Sussman's defense regarding what evidence could be admissible at Sussman's trial, which is scheduled to begin next month. Sussman is accused of lying to the FBI by saying he was not attending a meeting on behalf of a particular client, which was Hillary Clinton. We know that now. He said he wasn't working on behalf of any client. And by the way, a technology executive whom he worked with in the paperwork submitted by Durham, that person is referred to as tech executive one that was gathering all this supposed DNS data. He's been identified as Rodney Jaffe and his associates that were working there. In Friday's filing, Durham argued that the gathering of the data is a necessary factual backdrop to the charged conduct. That means that it's, it's, it was stuff that was made up. It was made up to make it look like Trump was talking or had some kind of connection with Alpha Bank, a Russian bank that is, you know, connected to the Kremlin, right? That they were like having these secret conversations. It was all a lie, guys. I know some of you out there, if you're leftist and you're listening to this, you are so desperate, you hate Trump so much that you want to believe this is true, but it is not true. It is a lie, you should be angry at the Democratic Party. They made idiots of you. Blame them. There was one, you know, James Baker. Now, James Baker, according to Durham's investigation, which makes absolute sense, was basically told by Sussman that all of this was going on a couple of months before the 2000 presidential election in 2016. He said, you know, I'm not doing the work for any client, James Baker. He's the general counsel of the FBI. And he's saying, look, we didn't do anything. We just found this. And here you go. And all of a sudden, you know, we got a president. Oh my gosh. Who's working with the Russians. He's a Manchurian candidate. Stories are leaking everywhere. Yahoo news. Everybody, everybody's being used as useful idiots in a targeted operation against a duly elected president of these United States. I will give James Baker the benefit of the doubt that when he was approached by Michael Sussman, he had no clue if what Michael Sussman was saying to him was true or false. And actually, James Baker was the only one that I actually give credit to because when they actually interviewed him in Congress during the congressional hearings on this, it was James Baker who said, hey, look, Rod Rosenstein, remember that guy? You know, supposed to be like objective, but we found out that he was actually working against President Trump for the DOJ. That Rod Rosenstein was going to invoke the 25th or wanted to invoke the 25th Amendment against President Trump, which, by the way, is exactly what they need to do now with Biden. Biden was shaking hands with the air for crying out loud. He was shaking hands with a ghost. He doesn't even know where he's at. He's spinning around in circles on stage and nobody knows what he's doing. People are making fun of him all over the world. No 25th there. President Trump is a full sound mind and body. He's out there golfing. He's talking to people. He's running a major operation from Mar-a-Lago. He is like the godfather of the Republican Party right now. I'll give them that excuse. But I want you guys to remember one thing as I leave this podcast today. It was in January, after they already knew the truth. This was after the election in 2017. I want you to remember this, that they started leaking information. They being uh, John Brennan. James Clapper, 
James Comey, Clapper, the head of the Director of National Intelligence, Brennan, for those of you who don't remember, the director of the CIA, Comey, the head of the FBI. And they all went to brief Trump at Trump Tower about the fake Christopher Steele dossier and what happened. They leaked the information, the lies, to CNN and to other news outlets. BuzzFeed ran with Christopher Steele's dossier, and they attempted to destroy our nation, break our nation, destroy a president of these United States, and they spent four years trying to destroy him, even though they all knew that what they had been handed by Michael Sussman was all bullshit. It was all lies. You want to know why they did it, though? Because they were all involved. It wasn't like they got tricked. All these guys were working together on an operation against this president because the establishment and the leftists want to fundamentally change this country and they want to leave it the same way it's always been where the corruption is hidden from you so that they can line their pockets and accumulate power. We'll talk about that and so much more in upcoming episode. Hopefully we got Peter Schweitzer coming up in the next few weeks. You guys You're going to love that. All of his newest research, what's happening there. We've got so many great guests coming up. Remember, go to sarahacarter.com. That is sarahacarter.com. While you're there, you can hook up with all my social media so we can stay in touch and sign up for my email list. Again, thank you so much for being a part of this show. Thank you for fighting the good fight like Corey Mills and everyone else. It's up to us to get our country back. It's up to us to continue to fight for this great nation. And November is only a few months away, folks. Well, a little bit more than a few months, but it's coming quick. So we got to get ready for that election, right? Midterm elections. God bless you. God bless our great nation. And by the way, God bless the great state of Texas. Today, I'm joined by Rebecca Weber, the CEO of the Association for Mature American Citizens. It's also known as AMAC. Explain the differences. What makes AMAC superior to AARP beyond the fact that we don't agree with their leftist ideology? What makes us so unique is that we truly do take our marching orders from our membership. Before we go out and about and advocate for any issue, we do consult with our AMAC members, and we do that through a variety of ways. But that really makes us very different, where AARP stood in support of Obamacare, even though their membership was largely against, AMAC will stand in support of our membership. In addition, Sarah, we offer benefits. We offer benefits just like the AARP. Ours are better because we offer choices. For example... You can call AMAC for your Medicare, Mm -hmm. and we're not going to do a one-size-fits-all, one plan. Uh, The AARP endorses United Healthcare, whereas AMAC has its own trusted in-house licensed insurance advisors that are working for AMAC, stand for our mission of faith, family, and freedom, and then go about offering real choices. We do a lot of things like that that I think make us very different and make us, quite frankly, better. Rebecca, thanks so much for being with me today. I'm honored to have you and AMAC as a sponsor for the Sarah Carter Show. You know, for more information, folks, visit amac.us slash Carter. 
Hey guys, we know it's hard to keep up with all the news these days, but don't worry because we're here to talk and laugh about it all. Jen Psaki is leaving the White House and going straight to MSNBC. Our southern border is still a major crisis and we are officially on TikTok. We're not holding back. Hey, it's the Chicks here from the Chicks on the Right podcast. Download and subscribe to our daily podcast to hear us pick apart and pick on the news of the day. Politics to pop culture, nobody's safe, but it's all fun. Subscribe on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, achy joints, weight gain. Maybe you're thinking they're all just part of getting older. Or that's what your doctor tells you. But Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all be connected. Hormonal changes that happen during perimenopause and menopause are at the root of dozens of symptoms women experience, not just hot flashes. Midi specializes in compassionate care for women in menopause. Their solutions are safe, effective and FDA-approved. Plus, they're covered by insurance. A convenient telehealth visit with a MIDI clinician can be your first step to getting personalized care. They'll tailor a treatment plan for your symptoms and health history, so you can get back to feeling great. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. When your body changes, your care should too. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com.